0: Amen. Alleluia. Amen. This Easter, Christ is our light. Christ is our light in the darkness of this world and the darkness of our hearts. So, as we prepare to read God's word today, let's pray that Christ, our light, would make God's word clear to us. Let's pray. Jesus, our risen Savior, Your Spirit rose you up from the dead, and we pray that the Spirit would be working among us today as we hear the good news of the Easter story. May your good news of resurrection be true to us, and may we experience the hope that is you. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.
1: This is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. Let us hear the word of the Lord. You were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once lived, following the course of this world, following the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of flesh and senses. And we were, by nature, children of wrath, like everyone else. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him, in the heavenly places in Jesus Christ, so that in the ages to come he might show us the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast.
0: And the Easter story comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28. Hear this word of the Lord. After the Sabbath day, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised as he said. "'Come, see the place where he lay, and then go quickly and tell his disciples, "'He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. "'There you will see him. "'This is my message for you.' "'So they left the tomb quickly, with fear and great joy, and ran to tell his disciples. "'Suddenly Jesus met them and said, "'Greetings.' And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go, and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray together. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh upon us. Melt us, mold us, use us, and fill us. As we hear your word and reflect upon this radical good news of life in Jesus at Easter, would your spirit be among us, stirring our hearts to love and follow you? We pray this in your name. Amen. I wonder what it was like that first Easter morning when Mary and Mary went to the tomb. The Gospel of Matthew says that the women went right, quote, as the first day of the week was dawning. Dawn is a very astute and poetic description because it reminds us that Easter starts in darkness. We celebrate Easter by proclaiming, Christ is risen, he is risen indeed, Hallelujah. And that is a true word for us today. It gathers us here as we worship with celebration and joy. But celebration is not how the Easter story begins. The Easter story begins in darkness. It begins with the Son of God lying dead in a tomb, and perhaps lying dead with him are the hopes of Jesus' disciples, their hope that he would be the true king who would liberate them and bring them life. Jesus was everything people longed for in a Messiah. He was feisty enough to flip over tables in the temple and call out the injustice of the, and hypocrisy of the religious elite. And he was gentle and generous enough to call to him the blind, the lame, the outcasts, and children. Everything seemed right for Jesus to be the reigning king, the reigning Messiah. So I wonder what it was like when Mary and Mary went to the tomb that Easter morning as dawn was beginning to break. What did it feel like? to have their hopes crushed. What did it feel like to experience despair after the death of a close loved one? Darkness seems an apt description for the experience of these women's hearts as they went to the tomb. Easter begins in darkness, and oddly, that's good news. It's good news because it reminds us that Jesus is present in the darkness that we face. Jesus entered willingly, the full weight of darkness and death, and let's be honest, even among us gathered today in Easter joy, darkness is not far from us. Depression, grief, loneliness, and hopelessness are close friends to the human experience. We experience doubt in a risen Savior, and remain in bondage to living in ways that are contrary to God's way. The darkness that we experience is not foreign to Jesus. Jesus did not run away from the cross, but he took it head on. Jesus did not stay away from the tomb, but he laid in it for three days. Darkness is not foreign to Jesus, and neither is our pain, sinfulness, or hopelessness. Jesus meets us in those places and knows the extent of what we experience. Jesus, our conquering King and Savior, meets us in the darkness with compassion and understanding. So the Easter story begins in darkness as the women came to the tomb. And in the darkness of Easter morning, Christ moved in a new direction— Jesus is on the move. You all know this part of the Easter story. After the darkness of death, Christ is risen. The women came to the tomb and witnessed a violent earthquake, an angel as bright as lightning, and the door of death rolled away. The women expected to find Jesus lying in death, but he had already moved on to life. New life bursts forth in Christ in the midst of a dark and hopeless world. This is the good news of Easter. Jesus not only knows our pain and sinfulness and has felt it, but Jesus makes new life happen when there seems to be no other way. Jesus is on the move, and he's moving from death to life. This is the grand trajectory of our lives, which are held in the story of God. Jesus moves us from death to life. The life that Jesus gives us is the gift of eternal life, meaning even death itself cannot separate us from God and God's love for us. I also believe That resurrection happens in our lives in a smaller scale in the here and now. Resurrection happens in our yearly, monthly, and daily lives when Jesus is working within us. In preparation for Easter, I read a commentary for preachers written by Caroline Lewis. And she implored pastors not to preach an Easter sermon without thinking through first what Jesus' resurrection meant to them personally. How they, as pastors and peoples, have experienced new life in Christ. Caroline Lewis then challenged preachers to tell their personal resurrection stories to their congregation. I decided to take her challenge seriously. And upon reflection, I realized that in my own life... New life and resurrection hope has come in the deepest, darkest moments, the dark before the dawn. Here's just a few of the places where I have felt Jesus' resurrection hope in my life. I have experienced resurrection healing when I overcame a high school eating disorder You see, when I was in high school, I believed that I would never be good enough to gain the approval of others. However, resurrection hope came when I trusted God's promise that I am a beloved child of God and that God calls all his creations very good. I've experienced resurrection strength after the pain of an assault. In my wrestling afterwards, God gave me strength to forgive and to look for the good in humanity again rather than hiding away in fear. Resurrection hope has included new joy and new relationships. I've experienced resurrection hope by serving as a pastor in a community of faith. We are not perfect people in the church. But I see Jesus in the ways that we work out our relationships with each other. Forgiving, living, and encouraging each other on this winding Christian journey. This is resurrection hope to me. I've experienced resurrection hope when God transforms my fear to courage. My grieving to joy. My pain to resiliency and my anxious grasping to trust in God. Jesus has been the Savior of my life and the life giving force in my life. And Jesus is that to all who believe in Him. Where are you this Easter morning? Is it easy for you to think of the new life and resurrection hope that you have experienced? Or are you more living in the darkness before the dawn? Wherever you find yourself in the Easter story, Christ is with you. He knows the glory of the resurrection and has entered the darkness of the tomb. Jesus is with you. And Easter tells us that Jesus is on the move, moving from death to life, even in our lives today you come back with me to the story, I'd like to take a look at what happens next to the women. We already know that they have come to the tomb in darkness and they hear the good news that Jesus is risen. After this good news, they are given a task. The angel says to them, go quickly and tell his disciples, he has been raised from the dead and indeed is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. Jesus is on the move. You would think that death would have slowed him down a little bit, but he's moving on already. He's moving from death to life, and now the women are called to join in the movement. The angel tells the women, you're a part of the story now. The good news that you've experienced, you've got to go and tell others about it too, because this is really too good not to share. When you have experienced new life in Jesus, however big or small, Jesus invites you to be on the move with God, too. You are called to tell others about this movement of God from death to life, from darkness to light. You may be thinking, well, Pastor Stacy, isn't this a job that should be given to official churchy people like pastors and ministers? No! It's a task that's given to all people who experience new life in God. And when you have experienced Jesus' movement from death to life within you, you are called to join Jesus in the movement. Do you still doubt that you are called to proclaim the good news of resurrection hope in Jesus? There's something really significant about the story of resurrection that I have yet to tell you about the first proclaimers of the gospel message ever were women. Meaning, the first preachers ever were women. This is really significant. And it's not just because I'm about women's empowerment, because I am. But it's important because women at the time of Jesus were not the highest in the totem pole of society people wouldn't have believed them or taken their word for what it was worth. What's significant about the first preachers being women is that Jesus chooses to give the knowledge of the resurrection life not into the hands of the elite of society of kings and emperors or even his own disciples. Jesus gave this information to women, the faithful few who showed up at his tomb even when they thought he was dead. If you ever think your story of resurrection hope is too small or too insignificant to share, think again. Jesus chose to share the big news of resurrection life in a bite-sized way. We share the good news of resurrection through our intimate, human, limited stories. You don't have to be a pastor, a disciple or a super-religious person to share the good news of resurrection. Jesus is on the move in us and through us all. As a pastor, I love to give sermons that have a tiny bit of homework with them. You're welcome. (laughs) And I have a little bit of homework for you today. During your Easter meals today, What if you shared with one another the ways that you have experienced resurrection, hope, and new life? Or, if new life seems far off to you right now, to share the places where you are experiencing darkness and the ways that you long for new life. The story of Easter teaches us that we see Jesus in the stories that we proclaim about him. Maybe you sharing your resurrection stories together is a small start towards joining in the work of the brave and bold women of Easter. If you're still feeling sheepish about this task, take heart. I have two encouragements for you. First, the gospel tells us that the women left the tomb in fear and great joy. What a combination! First of all, we see that fear and sharing the good news of resurrection is normal, okay, and the women do it anyway. Second, as they are going, the women are met by Jesus. Jesus, our risen Lord, our God on the move, meets us as we proclaim the good news of resurrection hope. God is with us. Jesus is with us bringing us new life. Jesus is on the move, moving even us from death to life. Amen. Let's pray. Oh God, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. In some mysterious and wonderful way that goes beyond our comprehension, you move us from death to life. You give us resurrection hope. And we pray that today you would give us the audacity and the courage of the first proclaimers of Easter. That we would tell our resurrection stories in ways big and small. That you might be glorified and the whole earth can celebrate the joy of your resurrection and your work in our lives. Let it be so. Amen.